All right, I am Justin Core, broker of uh, Cogar Real Estate and uh, team lead here of uh, a small group of real estate ninjas. And uh, yeah, I'm glad we're doing this. It'll be fun to kind of talk about some of the stuff you're hearing um, uh, as you talk to buyers on the front lines, you know, and that's really the goal here today is to talk about some of those just basic questions to help get people started. So people enjoying yourself as well. Yes. So hi, I'm Karina. I'm the inside sales associate for core group real estate. Um, my job focuses on lead generation. So throughout my day, I'm constantly talking to new leads that come through our ads, whether it's through Facebook, um, other social media platforms, um, directly to our website, as well as Zillow, um, realtor.com and so on. Um, I work with new leads and kind of, uh, my main question is where can I assist you to, um, find a home. What are your next steps in finding a home? And then I also work with those nurture leads who aren't quite ready yet. Um, so I'm constantly talking to leads and kind of figuring out what their needs are. Um, and with that comes a lot of questions. So with that, I feel like one of the biggest questions are, when should I start looking? Because I get leads who are looking to move within the next month. I get leads who get are looking within the next three years. Um, so let's start there. Yeah, somewhere between the two, right? I mean, the next month to three years, and that's a big gap. Um, I mean, the first thing I always tell people is it's never too soon to start having conversations, right? Because knowledge is power. The sooner you can get answers to some of your baseline questions, it's going to allow you to be ready when the time is right, whatever that is. Um, but let's, I mean, maybe more, a little bit more of a dialed in approach, somebody who wants to be in something by the end of the year, right? Let's give it a little bit of a reasonable timeline. Um, you know, we back into this, right? In a perfect world. And there's a couple areas that are variables that we don't just don't have control over. And that primarily is how long is it going to take you to find a house? So that's the one thing we don't know. We can give you some estimates and some averages, um, but what you don't want to put yourself in is a pickle. You know, you don't want to be at this point of like, I have to be find something. I'm desperate. Although that helps move the needle and desperation does tend to, you know, find results. Um, you know, you don't want to feel like you're pressured into buying something that wasn't right for you. But if we start with the end in mind, you know, which is kind of my approach. So if we say, hey, I want to be in something by December 31st or, you know, whatever that date is. Let's back up. So how long does it take us to close? Anywhere from 30 to 45 days is a good timeline to get closed. So that takes us to mid-November that we've got to be finalizing a contract. So during that period of time, that 30 to 45 days, we're doing inspections, we're getting our finances in check, um, we're going through the title process and then closing. So mid-November is the time we need to be under contract. How long do we need to find a house? You know, so if we say we need 60 days to find a house, you know, and you may find it day one, very unlikely, but possible. Um, or you may find it on day 60, but 60 days to find a house takes us back to September, middle of September. Right. So we need to really be sitting down by beginning of September to chat about, OK, what are you looking for in the house? What's the market doing right now? Let's make sure we're getting our pre-approval updated or started and getting with a lender. Um, so we've got a good plan of marching orders. It gives us time to start looking, start the hunt, go to contract and close. Um, 
this market, I would say, has been a, a little bit more of an elongated search. So 60 yep. days may not be sufficient. So if you are that person, you might want to be, be really giving yourselves 90 days, 100 days to really find the right house, knowing that in a worst case scenario, you're going to have a little bit of overlap with your current living situation, if that's a possibility, or trying to negotiate a little bit longer close to still make your timeline work. So maybe that, hopefully that helps. So what's the totality of that, right? We're talking 45 days plus, you know, give it, you know, another, we're talking four to five months before right. you want to be in a house to really get the process started. Yeah. So what can they be doing in those four to five months? Obviously looking for homes, but another question is what do they need in order to be ready to place an offer? To be ready to place an offer. So um, if I back up, you know, again, beginning with the end in mind, one of the things I find buyers do really well, and this is kind of the nature of our current environment is people are searching Zillow almost frantically, sometimes years in advance of actually being ready to buy. Yep. The good and the bad of that is sometimes there's some, 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 some things that are misunderstood, right? Um, and then sometimes uh, they come out with real clarity on what is available in the market and what is a real possibility for them. So if you're really honest with yourself, right? And you come in and you say, I want to be in this market and I wanna be under, I've gotta be in this price point. You're looking for a year and a half and you're really not seeing anything in that market. And you start to have real conversations. Maybe I need to consider moving into this area or just on the outskirts here to really get the house I want. That's very helpful to have that information and having gone through that thought process before um, sitting down with us in that 60 day period and having unrealistic expectations. So that may be one thing that, you know, just as you're not ready, but you're really considering things, you know, yes. Um, and I, you know, if we look at Oviedo as an example, Oviedo is a hot market right now. Um, but you've got the fringe of Oviedo, right? You've got, if you go a little south, you can go to Waterford or you can go into Castleberry or you can go out to Geneva, right? These are all little different pockets and they're going to appeal to different people, sometimes because of price or sometimes because of what you can get. And so, yes, there are things that we're going to see come available in Oviedo that may fit your criteria, but it's not, it's not all the time, not ready, not an easy. It's not a, it's not a commodity in that sense. It's not like going to Publix and saying, oh, they're out of these today. Maybe they'll be back by the end of the week, right? <laughs> yeah. um, it's, it's a lot farther and fewer between if you're really honed in on a particular price point or needs. Yeah. So what was the question again? I kind of got off topic with that a little bit. <laughs> the question was, um, what do they need in order to be ready to place an offer? For example, when should they when should they talk to a loan officer? When is that timeline? So I'll dovetail this into sitting down with, with us. It's never too early to have a conversation with us. There's no time wasted. Um, there's nothing we need from you. We don't need um, like a conversation with you, Karina, could take somebody 10 steps forward mm -hmm. um, just to start getting some of the details right now. Depending who you're going to work with, if you're not in our market, right, and you're asking me the same thing, I would say find the agent you're going to work with first and then find a lender via your agent, right? And, and the reason for that is we've got really good relationships with the, with the lenders we work with. 
And so I know for a fact they're going to give you good service. They're going to have competitive rates. All the things that are going to come into play from that are going to yield, help yield better outcomes. A good lender in our market, their pre-approval carries weight with your offer. Yep. So when we're fighting with other offers and this lender is able to pick up the phone, call the listing agent and say, hey, I've pre-approved them. They're solid. You know, you know, Justin, you know me. Let's get this done. That helps move the needle versus um, an unknown lender. Now, there's nothing to keep you from shopping that around later. But in terms yeah. of the let's get started, find somebody that you trust that is in your corner. Now, if you have a lender, that's okay. That's if, if you've got a good relationship and that's a very trusted resource for you, I want you to keep that. Let us know that. Or um, if you're in a different market, uh, you know, maybe ask your uh, lender, hey, who's the agent I should be working with, right? And get mm -hmm. that as a recommendation. I believe fully that that relationship between the realtor and the lender carries a lot of weight, um, not only in getting it, the deal done, but just the total experience you're going to have from start to finish. So, um, and there's certainly good experiences we have with lenders we've never worked with before. That's not necessarily the issue, but um, if we want to dial up the best recipe for success, mm -hmm. having that connection intact is uh, is fantastic. Yeah. So let's talk about interest rates and prices of homes going up in this market. Um, that's a huge question. A lot of the times I get buyers who are like, oh, I'm just waiting for the market to go down or I'm waiting for prices to decrease. Um, what do you have to say about that? Uh, I don't have a crystal ball would be my, you know, I mean, I, I really try not to be, um, you know, the predictor of, of future. I, I have my own opinions on it. Yeah. Um, I, I understand people's sentiments that it feels like it's gone up fast now. Um, but what I think people misunderstand is you, because our, our recent history was the decline in 2007, 2008. We had a total housing crisis at that point. We're not having a housing crisis right now. The housing crisis right now is there's not enough houses. That's the true crisis that we're having. Yeah. Um, so when we had a true housing crisis and, and understand this, I think this is totally misunderstood. Go back and look at it. It took three and a half years for the market to fully decline. Okay. So it wasn't an overnight turn of events. Um, and, and people don't remember that even uh, people that were active in the market, you go back and it was really that long. It was really that long from the moment Fannie and Freddie went under to the bottom of the market was three and a half years. So unless you're willing to, the question is how long are you going to ride this, this theory that it's going to go down, which may be true in the future at some point, I have to believe at some point it will proceed at some point to some, you know, is it going to go down 30%, you know, to a point where you're happy with it? Probably not. That would be a massive housing crisis. Um, so just you want to understand all the factors at play. You're going to be living somewhere. You're either paying rent or owning a home, right? So, so there's, some, there's some things that are have to be understood to make the best decision for you. Mm -hmm. um, and that's why it's important, I think, to have people in your corner that you trust to help make this. Because if it's just listening to me on a Zoom and you don't know me, you know, it's easy to think, hey, this guy's in the real estate market and he just, you know, is kind of preaching that it's always going to go up forever. And I, I'm certainly not that guy, but it's easy to hear that and take that from people in sales world, right? Because that's how we we, we want to uh, 
you know, now when, when things go down, we're going to, the, the market will pivot and we're going to be playing a little bit different game and that day will come. We've been talking about interest rates going up for a very long time. Um, and they are truly going up now um, pretty extensively. I can even, uh, let me pull up kind of what today's numbers are. Um, four, around 4%. So this is across the, based on national averages, Today, I kind of follow, you can't, you're not going to be able to see that. On, Blurry. On, on, <laughs> so the 30-year fixed today, the nav, average national is 4.72%. Yeah. Dang. 30-year um, fixed FHA, 4.38. 30-year jumbo, 4.10. Um, you can get down to an adjustable rate mortgage. Uh, Five-year adjustable for 3.85. Um, so they've gone up. We were, I mean... We have mortgages locked in at 2.9 from a year and a half ago, right? right. So that's extensive. And, and so understand that that is happening. Now, how impactful is that to you? It depends on your financial situation, right? Um, you know, you do, there is a mortgage interest deduction. I mean, so a lot of people aren't, don't factor some of these things, you know, after the fact in terms of how it really applies. But on a, in a short sense, like, it, it, it impacts your payment immediately. 1%, you know, going from three to 4% adjusts your payment by about 10%, yep. right? Your mortgage and interest payment goes up about 10%. So it's, it's very impactful. Um, and that's the, you know, the life of the loan. If you're putting down a big chunk of down payment, you know, so if you own a home and you're bringing a lot of equity in, it's not going to be as impactful, right? Because you're shifting equity, you're mortgaging the balance, you know, so for some of our move up buyers, maybe it's not as impactful or move down buyers if they want to leverage some of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the interest rates are going up. Will that have an impact on prices? Um, from everything I've read historically, there's no direct correlation between interest rates and prices. Now, yeah, I have a hard time believing there's no impact, right? But in terms of what the market is going to continue to do, this is a supply and demand issue. It's not a. It's not an affordability issue right now. So, and I do think this takes does take weight on different sides of the market. Higher price points versus lower price points. I think is. I think the lower price points are definitely more impacted by the interest rates for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right. Another question we I usually get is, why should I? be using a realtor when I can be looking myself and then get you right at the end when I'm ready to place an offer. More importantly, why should they use core group real estate? <laughs> yeah. Well, um, no, I think uh, it happens sometimes where somebody comes and says, I found a house. I want to buy it. Help me out. Right. That's very yeah. rare that that has happened because typically what I find is they're not prepared to buy the house. They yeah. don't know what they're doing. They're not prepared to be, um, they're not prepared to move into a negotiation because they don't know values in the area. They're not pre-approved or thoroughly pre-approved. Um, they've not been through a negotiation before or prepped for a negotiation. So we're starting from scratch. And so when you're starting from scratch, trying to get an offer together quickly and you're competing against other interested buyers, the buyer who's going to get that house is the most ready to buy almost every time. Or 
they're playing with the cash or they're, you know, and, and if you're cash, you're the most ready to buy, right? You've been planning for this purchase longer than the other guys. Mm-hmm. You're more been through negotiations before, like, so we want to make sure if you are a brand new, say you're the greenest buyer, you've never bought anything. We can give you, um, we can give you backing and have conversations with you and prepare you to be ready to go into that negotiation and be the best version of you possible, right? Um, <laughs> best, the best version of your home buying, uh, uh, home buyer per, per, uh, personality <laughs> possible. Right? Um, and, th- and that's our goal is we yeah. can't make you, we can't make you an experienced cash buyer, right? But we can take right. you and take you to a place where you're ready and prepared and you understand what's going on. The second we start with a brand new buyer who doesn't know what they're doing and they've not been prepared thoroughly and we go into a negotiation, um, the questions, the, the basic questions start coming up. And this is just my, what I find, right? Is, well, okay, is the offer... I want to make sure it's based on inspection. Where's that in the contract, right? And we're going through every bit of the contract to talk about, hey, here's your, here's where you're protected. Here's the type of contingencies you need to have in place. Here's the type of um, uh, money we're putting in escrow. All the things that are that are going to be standard in all these contract negotiations. So when we sit down and have a buyer meeting, we're talking about those all those things day one, right? I go through the contract and say, hey. Here's the inspection clause. Here's how it reads, right? Mm-hmm. Here's here's what your um, abilities are within the contract to cancel based on inspections, and so um, and that's tough for some buyers if they don't fully uh, understand that because they want to make sure they have more information. They want to have all the information before going to contract. Yeah. When in reality, <laughs> you're never going to have all the information before going to contracts, right? We can know. We can do a quick assessment, know 85% of the information before going to contract. Mm-hmm. The remaining 15%, we've got to get into inspections to figure out, right? right. We just can't know how well the, the AC is functioning, right? We can't know that there's no, um, you know, uh, polybuline piping is a surprise that comes up every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we can get under the cabinets and we can understand that. Um, but if it's going to be something that's going to derail your purchase, we need to know it either before or understand that we're going to know it during inspections, right? So um, we just want to help prepare people. So um, mm-hmm. at core group for us, you know, I mean, to, to, to pivot into our, our pitch, it's doing all the small things right. Yes. Um, we talk about it all the time. So doing the small things right, the perfect buyer experience is sitting down, having a buyer meeting, talking about um, talking about the contract itself, talking about the pre-approval process, um, understanding your needs, your must-haves, the things you can't do without. Um, another example, and I think this this kind of, a lot of buyers feel like they got to play their, their situation close to the chest, mm-hmm. right? They, they only give us, they only want to give us bits and pieces. Well, it's really hard to negotiate well on someone's behalf when you only have bits and pieces of the, of the total part of the process, right? All of what they're looking for. Um, and so we want to get to know you because it helps us, helps us find you the right thing better. It helps us negotiate better on your behalf. I mean, all these things come into play. So again, doing all, taking all the small steps, right? Every time we have a rough situation or something that kind of backfires or um, typically we can go back and say, hey, a step was missed. And it may not be our fault, 
Um, it may have been, you know, hey, somebody just, whatever the situation, unavailable or whatever, but like we didn't have that conversation, right? And uh, we know when we have all the right conversations along the way, we're going to be able to lead to a generally predictable outcome. Yeah, definitely. Which is a good outcome. Yeah. <laughs> so let's switch gears a little and go to selling. How do you prepare your sellers to sell a home? Um, are they buying as well? Sure. Yeah. So I think the the buying and selling process, are, we're in a seller's market right now. Yep. Um, you know, a month or less of inventory. So it's a seller's market. So it's much easier to go um, and quick. it's quicker, not necessarily easier. It's quicker to go sell your home than it is to go find the home, right? We can go find offers on most homes if we price accordingly Mm -hmm. um, within a matter of days, negotiate the best contract we can. The challenge comes when people are trying to time the two, which one needs to come first. And that really comes down to having this conversation and understanding what your financial abilities are, right? So if you if you are able to purchase without selling, we need to have that conversation, right? Because the two can kind of go autonomously. They don't necessarily need to connect. We can find you something and then go to contract. And we don't have to be contingent on this while we're doing this, right? That really complicates the process. If we're, if we're um, negotiating against other offers and we're contingent on our home selling, we are almost guaranteed to not win that contract unless we are willing to just be ludicrous with the kind of terms we're throwing out in every other area of the contract, right? So we need to figure out how to separate the two. We need to figure out how to be a buyer without it being contingent. Um, And you can do this two ways, right? We can figure out how to finance it and and possibly bridge the two. There's Mm -hmm. loan types for this to bridge the loan. We've got a lender that has a great bridge product. So if that's something you're concerned about, let's talk about that. And essentially, they are lending you part of your down payment based on collateralizing your existing home. So um, because most people, you can still go get the financing for it. You just, where's my cash going to come from, right? And that's the big question and concern. So there are products designed for this purpose. So let's have that conversation. Two, um, if you can sell live somewhere temporarily while you're looking, that's the other possibility, right? And it it makes it a little simpler or maybe even lease back in your current home. And so we've done that time and again for people where we go to market, we negotiate a a significant lease back period that gives us time to go find and purchase another home. All the while, we're still living in our current home. We've closed on it. We have the cash in hand. So now we're ready to go and, and purchase. Um, that's another scenario. So it really depends on both your 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 appetite for a little bit of risk. Right. And the risk would be, you know, do I get stuck owning two homes for a period of time? Right. And so some people that's not an issue because I want to make sure I maximize both situations. Um, or do I want to not have any concern of that, cut ties with the first and then go make my purchase? Um, yep. The risk there is that you might be homeless for a little while, right? Um, so do I need to live with someone? Do I need to something? Do I need to have a plan B and a plan C? So we can talk through all those um, 
and, and risk is really about knowledge. And so, you know, if you know, if we can really well predict how long it's going to take to sell your home, you mm-hmm. can evaluate that for yourself, right? I mean, if there's really good comps or, you know, that's one thing. If you're in an area that's really difficult to evaluate because there's not, if you're in a rural area where there's not a lot of sales, the, the risk level goes up, right? Because we can't say that for a fact, we're going to get your offer price day one. Um, versus if you're in a townhome community and there's been 20 sales in there in the last, you know, three weeks and we know the prices, right? It's a whole different scenario. Yeah. So that's something that really we want to lay out and talk about the whole process, really understand getting from point A to point B because that's the goal. Yeah. So definitely the most important thing is getting an agent you trust and then having that initial first meeting to see, you know, here's what I want here's how we're going to get there. And here's kind of what a timeline is. Um, so any last advice for future buyers or sellers, um, specifically in this market that we're in right now? Call Karina. Call Karina. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think um, we've got a really, our, our website's really gotten dialed in over the yeah. last, uh, and you you do a really good job managing that. So anybody, if you're starting to, um, you know, maybe you're a little ways out, um, start by, by getting on there, setting up your search. It can be exhausting to get up every day and, and look at Zillow and scroll through and see what else has popped up, right? Mm-hmm. I've done it. I, I've played with it. I know Zillow's really cool tool. I have no, no problem with it. Um, but it, I think it creates anxiety for a lot of people, you know, they're okay. like, I'm going to be homeless. I'm going to be, I'm going to be uh, homeless forever. I'm going to be a renter forever. And th- you know, you need to get somewhere where, where someone can help give you some hope. That's our goal is not to lie to you, but to give you, Hey, here's a path forward. Here's a market. Maybe you haven't considered here's um, here's what it's really going to cost to make this, you know? So um, I would also say don't have anxiety around this idea that the market's going to keep going up 20% year over year either. Right. Um, you know, we went up 20, effectively 20% last year. That is not normal. It won't continue. Um, housing is all about affordability. We've had a, a little bit of a shift in, I think, how people earn their income, being able to work from home. And so we've seen a lot of people from other markets move to our area. So it's taken twofold. We're having higher incomes move into our area working virtually or, or remotely. And we've also had this massive demand swing. So we've had people moving from, from markets where they're selling, they have a lot of equity to bring, they're paying a lot of, you know, there's some cash coming in, there's high, uh, high earners, right? And so we've had this immediate jump mm-hmm. to a new baseline of what our market is. This is my theory on all of it. And so we've done that jump. You know, it may continue just based on pure supply and demand for a little bit, but I think we'll see um, some of our market start to settle out. We're going to see builders continue to build for a long time. And there's a, I'm actually going to have a a conversation this week with somebody who's making a big push on housing affordability and and some of the, some of the big challenges around that. So it'll be something else we'll, we'll send out for people to pay attention to, but um, you know, don't make a bad don't you want the house to be a blessing, not a curse, right? Yep. So don't go if you're not prepared to purchase. Don't go purchase today because you think you're not going to be able to a year from now. Um, we saw a lot of people do that. 
um, you know, during 2006, 2007 kind of timeframe, um, highly leveraged unnecessarily. And then they could have bought that same house three or four years later, right? So have patience if you're not ready, right? Make sure it's a good financial decision. Um, and so I, I always ask if people have a financial planner in their corner as well when we're doing our buying process. And if you don't, that's another great person. When you have me or someone from our team, a financial planner um, and a great loan officer having this conversation with you, like no one's going to push you to make a decision that you don't want to yeah. make, but you've got to make sure you've got that power, that knowledge, which mm -hmm. is powerful to help you make wise decisions. So um, I would be uh, happy to make introductions to any of these people well in advance of, of you making a purchase. Like those two things will make the connections regardless if you buy at all. Um, yeah. So make sure you're getting your financial picture in place so that it can be a blessing and a curse. That'd be my only um you know, kind of finishing advice here. <laughs> well, that's good advice. Thank you. Um, and if you are watching, please feel free to contact us for any questions about real estate, if you're planning to buy, sell, or if you do need to get connected to someone, a loan officer, a financial advisor, um, we're here to help you. How do they, how do they connect on our, on our website for setting up that, that search? Um, they, once they get on our website, they just have to put in, fill in their information, their phone number, email, um, and it'll directly go to me and I can give them a call. Cool. Yeah. Get that going. Um, one of the cool things on our search that I'll say, and, um, is it's got a kind of a dynamic AI stuff in the back end, which when you start searching, it suggests some other areas. So it kind of helps, um, helps you kind of start to see some things. You can always dial that in and restrict it. But early on, when you're just kind of looking, it'll say, hey, have you thought about this area, right? And it'll kind of dynamically push on the fringes of what you're looking for. Because oftentimes, we know exactly what we want, but we've got to be looking on the fringe because we don't want to miss something that's almost perfect, right? Nothing's 100% perfect unless you can build it yourself. So true. Awesome. Hey, Karina, I'm glad we got to do this. Yes. Till next time. We'll do it Til again. Right. <laughs> Thanks, good. Justin.